When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine. Only on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. And stealing the fight news all week long has been the PFL. So, well, who better to bring on than Sean O'Connell, the voice of the PFL, joins us on the BetQL Network. The big news this week, obviously... Jake Paul is now part of the promotion. How did this go down? And is this something that just came about or has this been in the works? Well, something this big has obviously been in the works for probably longer than even I knew about it. Um, but it got across the finish line very recently. And uh, the big bosses at the PFL have teamed up with Jake Paul to uh, hopefully create something really new and interesting in the world of mixed martial arts, which is what you know the PFL is really all about, innovation in a space that I think still needs some innovative minds and some talents and uh, really excited to see what Jake can, can do to add value to our product at the PFL. Can you, uh, Sean, can you give us an idea of like the brain trust, I guess, of why PFL is so unconventional? Like I was down here in South Florida for Clarissa Shields fight where she, you know, you guys welcome to open door to boxers. You got, you know, Wiz Khalifa owning the thing. You got CeCe Zabathia. You got all these athletes that are trying to, like, put the face around. Like, they they do go unconventional ways to get attention on the sport in a lot of good ways. Yeah, it's interesting because you just you just threw out a bunch of sports people as examples, and yet we call them, like, it's unconventional to have sports people involved in a sport. That's what has happened, though, in mixed martial arts is it's it's been, you know, monopolized for so long and. Uh, we were been at the whims of like, all right, is this a real league over in the UFC? Is this the WWE? Is it entertainment? Is it sports? And the PFL, uh, when when they all got together and rebranded from World Series of Fighting, it was like, look, we're going to do things the way we want to do them. We're going to make an actual league, but it doesn't mean you have to pigeonhole everything in to that league format, right? For fighters that the league format makes perfect sense, there's a path, right? For fighters who are more like Jake Paul, who are dipping their toe in the water and they already have a big following and they'd rather do a super fight or they'd rather do, you know, kind of a pay-per-view situation, it makes sense. For fighters who have built themselves into a brand like Kayla Harrison and maybe have evolved to some level beyond the league format, a super fight division makes sense. So the PFL creating multiple verticals doing the Challenger Series, doing PFL Europe, doing uh, now a super fight division while still staying true to the league format is kind of the core of what we're going to keep doing year after year after year, have a, a regular season playoffs and a championship and have that be the foundation for everything this does. I mean, to me, it's why I like working for the company because you have that consistency, you have that kind of proven methodology and something that average sports fans can understand and they can get behind but there's opportunities 
to participate in some of these other things. There's opportunities to grow the brand overseas. There's opportunities if you're someone who knows, like, look, I, I'm not going to get invited to the regular season yet because I'm still early in my career. You know that you can jump on with the Challenger Series or something like that. So there's a little something for everybody from a fighter perspective, from a fan perspective. I like that. Talking with the voice of the PFL, Sean O'Connell here on Tapped Out. You mentioned the brand. How much is the Jake Paul move for the brand? Obviously, he's got this huge social media following. How much do you think the move to bring him in isn't just, okay, maybe at some point this guy can become a good fighter and an advocate, but it's just going to get a bunch of eyeballs on us? I think, look, I mean, in the short term, it probably is very much about getting eyeballs on things that the PFL has already established. Uh, in the long term, You've got a guy who has proven a lot of doubters wrong, proven a lot of haters wrong, is still only 25 years old. Whether you love him or hate him, is very clearly dedicated to improving himself in the world of combat sports, takes his training pretty seriously, and is very, very savvy with all of his business moves. So I think in the short term, it makes sense on the exposure front. And in the long term, we will see, right? Because how many people... Have we gotten excited about in the world of combat sports because they're good looking or because we saw them as a great boxer or saw them as a great kickboxer. They were a national champion wrestler. They were an Olympian in something. Then they come over to mixed martial arts and it just doesn't translate. That very easily could happen to Jake Paul, right? But he's willing to risk it. He's willing to step in against Nate Diaz, who's bona fide, who's proven time and time again that's who he wants to fight that's who this 25 year old O kid wants to fight is one of the baddest most gangster fighters that has ever existed in this sport it's a real offer he's really willing to do it so the rules are a little bit different when you're talking about jake paul do you think uh for for from this standpoint like does mixed martial arts do a better job though of embracing people who are just trying like because i feel like for boxing I felt with Jake, you know, being at a lot of, you know, covering a lot of his events, been to some of his events. Like, I don't feel like boxing's ever going to give him credit. They're always going to look for him to do something, prove this, do it against a real boxer. With mixed martial arts, like you guys embraced Clarissa Shields coming on over, Kimbo Slice, be, you know, headline cards and opened a lot of eyes. Like MMA feels like they just they they handle this a lot better, and and I feel like he's almost going to get more respect for doing this than he did than he would have in, if he kept going with boxing. Or keeps going with boxing. I, I hope. Look, I, I don't know exactly how Jake's going to approach matchmaking, training, his first fight. I, I hope he does all those things the right way. I can't speak for him. Hopefully, you get a chance to talk to him, and uh, and he can clarify kind of the long term plan with all that kind of stuff. But something that the MMA community is actually pretty good at is, even though there's a bunch of fans who like to be keyboard warriors and things like that. Folks who are actually in the know, folks who actually have spent time in gyms, understand how risky it is, how scary it is, how difficult it is to try and master this incredibly complicated skill set that, you know, one thing interplays off another thing. You get your boxing dialed in, and now you're going against someone who's just going to take you down, so your boxing doesn't matter, so you better be good at wrestling. You better be good at jujitsu. You better be good at judo, and now you better have, you know, some quality Muay Thai and all this kind of stuff. One thing that the MMA community is really good at is even if you don't like somebody, even if you root against them and you don't like the way that they talk, you don't like the way that they brand themselves, for the most part, 
if you're willing to get inside of a cage and you're willing to risk that, the embarrassment that comes with losing, the difficulty of being exhausted and just, you know, scared and all that kind of stuff. For the most part, the community actually gives you a little bit of a pass and said, you didn't win. It wasn't great, but we respect that you tried. And they probably do that more than boxing because boxing is is cluttered and sort of corrupted by like hundreds of years of purists and unwritten rules and all this stuff that truly doesn't translate or matter in combat sports anymore. But because of the tradition and because of the bygone era of boxing that we all wish the sport would return to, people can't just let it be what it is now, which is another form of entertainment. John O'Connell, the voice of the PFL, catching up with us here on Tapped Out, right here on the BetQL Network, Brendan Tobin, myself, Sean Levine, for a few more minutes. Uh, Sean, are you surprised with the rise of the PFL, how popular it's gotten so quick? And where do you think, I guess, you guys kind of are? Obviously, I think, even as the voice, you'd admit, not the UFC right now, but I don't think there's a huge gap or maybe what people thought there was going to be. Uh, no, look, we are trending in the right direction. We're on the climb. Things keep getting better. Our fight roster gets better every single year. And look, that's hard for me to say because I was part of the first season, right? And I look at it now and I'm like, wow, yeah, the roster's better. When I'm not part of the roster, the roster's better than it used to be, right? Uh, signing bigger names every year, getting better fights every year, getting better broadcast deals every year, better broadcast positions every year. In 2023, we're going to be on main ESPN again, uh, you know, double-digit times. You got PFL Europe launching all this stuff. We are trending in the right direction. Things are going the way they're supposed to be going. I don't know how clear that is for the UFC, right? I don't know their behind the scenes. I don't know their numbers. I don't know all that kind of stuff. But have have they leveled off? Are they have they started to decline? Are they starting to get you know some of the unfortunate headlines that can hurt a league? Maybe. We are on the way up, and that is what matters for the PFL. I'm not surprised by it because all the decision makers have had great short-term plans that facilitate the long-term plans. And the long-term plan is to build this thing into a monolith, to build this thing into a force to be reckoned with. And I'm really excited to be part of it, but not surprised by the success because we're innovators and continue to push the limits and continue to, uh, to provide a great outlet for people who want to improve their mixed martial arts careers. And 2023 is going to be the biggest year for that because what you're going to see with the addition of Jake Paul, with the pay-per-view division that is a true 50-50 split, all of the people in mixed martial arts that have for years been lamenting fighter pay and have been talking about, I don't make enough money, I sell and they still don't compensate me. Why are you still working for the people who treat you that way then? Fight out your contract, come to the PFL, and if you sell like you think you do, you will get 50% of the revenue they just made that announcement it's a 50 50 split in the pay-per-views moving forward for fighters if that's really who you are as a brand as a fighter as a product that people want to watch on their television why are you still crying and complaining about being underappreciated elsewhere come to a place where people appreciate you that's why the pfl is in a good spot and will continue to move forward john one of the uh, the most stunning things this year was kayla harrison losing how do you think she goes about this year? And us being with her leading up to that, she was a little exhausted from the schedule and it's a lot of pressure on her. She puts a lot of pressure on herself. How do you think she bounces back from her first loss? Uh, I, 
I don't know. I haven't had a chance to really sit down and speak with Kayla at length since that happened. I, I feel like we have a good rapport. I consider her a friend. I, I'm proud of everything she's done, including how she handled the loss. Um, you're not truly a mixed martial arts fighter until you bounce back after a loss, in my opinion. Being a front runner, being someone who demolishes all of your opponents, being someone who's unchallenged, I never experienced that, but I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure, you know, in some ways it's easy. Obviously, putting yourself in those shoes is not easy, but when you compete and you dominate, that's like, that's great. But who are you when things don't go your way? That's something you have to find out as an athlete, as a fighter, as a competitor in any sport. Now we find that out about Kayla Harrison. And everything I know about Kayla, I think we're going to get a better version of her, a more enthusiastic version of her, a hungrier version of her. I think we probably have four more fights from her maximum in her career before she she rides off into the sunset and focuses on being a mom and, and doing things that she wants to do with her foundation and all that kind of stuff. But the competitor that Kayla Harrison is, I think we get the best version of her next time out, whenever that is. Sean, uh, before we get you out of here, I got uh, I got to ask you this. Well, a little bit of a swerve. You're a Utah guy. You kind of ventured into the Woj bomb uh, territory this summer with uh, with the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell thing. Yeah. What, like, how was that going into kind of news breaking mode? And like, what have you made of all the the, the drama and the fallout <laughs> from that? Because that was juicy stuff that that was out there that you put out there. That was uh, that there was the fallout from that was crazy. I have I have tweeted and posted many, 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 many thousands of times as a member of the media slash, you know, professional athlete and competitor myself at one point, and nothing got the reaction that that got. Nothing came close to the reaction that that got. And people were like, "You're lying about this. You're not a real source." I'm like, "Look, I know that these conversations happen." Whether you want to accept that or not, because I'm an MMA guy, not a basketball guy, that's fine. The fallout was hilarious. There were a lot of people, even though it took longer than I expected it to, and ultimately the whole thing blew up. Quinn Snyder no longer the coach. Rudy Gobert no longer in Utah. Donovan Mitchell no longer in Utah. So like what I said was probably going to happen ended up happening, uh, but it took a lot longer than people thought. So folks came back after the fact. I'm just like, see, you were wrong about that. And I was like, okay, was I, though? But – yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. I, I wouldn't want to be breaking news guy as a career. Like, I respect the heck out of Schefter and Woj and all the people that do that. I'm glad that that's not me. That's not the lane that I, uh, that I stay in for the most part. If I ever get anything big, I'm gonna drop the bomb. Whether you decide to believe me or not is all on you. But that was a wild experience. Well, we appreciate the time, Sean. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate. It. We're looking forward to the season of PFL, man. This is uh. It's an exciting year. It's fun going to your shows too, but uh, looking forward to uh, everything you guys got coming up. And that doesn't look like Utah behind you, so enjoy your vacation. Yeah, I'm in Mexico right now. Uh, Challenger Series begins on Fubo TV, January 27th. We're down in Florida again, so hopefully I see you guys.